Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. The Playhouse and That's Not Kind of Productions acknowledge the Yuggera people, traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording this show today and all surrounding areas where we live, learn and work. We also pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We are rolling. Hello. 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 Oh my gosh. Hello. Is this working? Is this? Is this working? Hello. Do you know, I used to do um, at one of my old workplaces, some check mics and go like, ka-chow, ka-chow. <laughs> Ka-chow. Ka-chow. Lightning McQueen getting the respect she deserves. Ka-chow. Ka-chow. It was me. I was that person. <laughs> I've got a question, actually. Oh. Um, this is something I'm very curious about. And I was listening to some of our fancy episodes. And, you know, at the end, how we do that iconic and scene. And we clap. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. Do you say and or end? Oh, I say and with an A. Okay, I say and, yeah. Because I was like, I was listening to it and I was like, it kind of sounds in between. Me? No, 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 like wait, 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 when we do it, it kind of oh. sounds in between. I'm like, are we saying and or end? I say and. Yeah, okay, good. Okay, thank goodness. It's like, um, I don't know if you've watched mm, the Trixie and Cartier show. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Oh my God, okay, okay, okay. So, so Cartier said in an interview, Trixie goes, ah, whereas <laughs> Cartier goes, mmm. Mm. I thought that was so funny. I was like, Jen, they didn't need <laughs> Like, the what? So we could have done, we could have held that for like years and years and years and we wouldn't have known. A potential. But in all stories, <laughs> well, it's actually, it's actually really fitting actually, in all stories, let's talk about, we'll quickly chat about the first episode Oh. and our fabulous guest, Brie Langridge and special guest, Keanu. Keanu. I wonder how Keanu is. Oh, we have to do a little quick check-in. We'll do a check-in with Keanu and yes. Brie. <laughs> yes. But it's crazy how from the first episode, she was our very first guest and she was talking about Once on this Island, yes. about auditions and the importance of this piece. She was, wasn't she? Mm. Gosh, that was a while ago now. Well, we've got something exciting to say. We do. Something, something very exciting. And it's one of the performers... On Once on this Island. Yay! Which will be happening at La Boite at the end of April. Yes. You may remember our guest today from ringing in 2020 as the host of Carol's In the House back in December. Mm-hmm. Now his 2021 has started off in an equally amazing fashion. Mm-hmm. Peter Wood is starring as the storyteller in Breeze Once on this Island at Altitude Theatre and bringing back the smash hit of Gary with yet another roomie, Ooh. Josh Lyons, for the Brisbane Anywhere Festival. How exciting. And all these, all of our guests are connecting together. It's crazy. So much fun. Oh. Now, we can't wait for you all to meet this actor, singer, writer and so much more. Woohoo! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Peter Wood. We dance. Howdy. Welcome to the show, Peter. Oh, my goodness. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi. 
How are you doing in this fine day? <laughs> oh, we are doing, we really out here. We're doing the things. We're rehearsing. We're working on things, working, doing all of it. Booked and busy. Very booked and busy. Super, super busy. Well, you are busy at the moment because you're doing Once on this Island. Yes, yes. I'm doing Once on this Island um, with the fabulous, incredible duo Brie Topoki and Cookie Topoki, um, or Brie Landridge, depends what name she goes under. Um, yeah, oh, we've been in rehearsals for two weeks now um, and it's been incredible to be in the room with all these incredible artists. Um, it's been a struggle for the past week. We've been on Zoom because of the recent lockdown, but we are pushing through and we're back in the studio next week. How exciting. Now, Brie Language, yeah. that, that name might sound familiar to our roomies. We did. She was our very first ever guest. Yeah. Day one. And she, Day one. I heard that podcast and I was like, yes, oh my God, I'm so excited to audition. Oh. And then I auditioned and then I got it. I was like, yes. Dreams oh come gosh. true. That's so yes. groovy. Oh, well, once on this island, I'm obviously, you know what the show's about, but there are probably some listeners out there who have heard of the name before, but don't understand what the story is about. Are you able to give us a rundown of what it, what once on this island is about? Yes, it's it's about a lot, but to put it simply, without giving any spoilers, um, Once on this Island is an island full of people of colour, light-skinned people of colour and darker-skinned people of colour. And it kind of explores, like, the tensions of how um, the reputation of, like, light-skinned people um, and the wealth and the power they have can affect, deeply affect people who have darker skin um it kind of talks about it's very political and like talks about the imbalances of power on the island but also has these four incredible gods that kind of like tell the story along with the storytellers and it's a it's also a love story it's very much like a, a Romeo and Juliet you know star-crossed lovers from two different sides yeah it's 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 a great story and I don't want to say too much more because you'll have to come and see it to experience the full story that's all we need to hear. That's all we need. <laughs> Just a little bit of a teaser. <laughs> What's your favourite part of the show? Ooh, my favourite part of the show. I would say my favourite part of the show is the opening. The opening sequence. Um, everyone, everybody's on stage and just really giving it they're all, and the, the first song is called We Dance. Um, it's all about how you dance to stay alive and to survive. And I think that's, that's so integral and, and so important to a lot of um, BIPOC culture, um, especially in performing arts and theater, how you, you perform, you dance, you tell stories to stay alive. This is what we do. Yeah, so I think that's, I think that when audiences come and see it, that's gonna be really special for them to see that on a, on a big stage, like the Roundhouse at La Boite. Yeah, I was going to say, because Once on this Island is at the Roundhouse, it's it's a different layout to traditional theatre spaces. What Do you have an idea of wondering why they chose the La Because it's a beautiful venue as well. Mm, I think the Round, like the Round um, Theatre has uh, a big, like such a, I don't know how to word it. <laughs> uh, it's it's awesome because there is no front. 
it's it's around clearly Mm -hmm. and so when we are performing this show and specifically in the first dance we aren't just dancing to a front we're dancing to everyone to each other to the center to the back to the sides to the roof to the ground um I think that's what's really going to make this production really stand out it brings the audiences into the story as well makes them feel more connected to this whole storyline of what once on this island is about in a way yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think that's that's super exciting because in this story, you aren't just following like the single protagonist. I mean, yes, there is a single protagonist, but you are following all these different characters navigating their way through this world on this island. And it's it's going to be awesome to have people sitting all around us experiencing that from all different angles. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a great venue for a great show. And, and a big theme of Once on This Island is storytelling and the passing down of traditions. Why and how do you think this will connect with audiences of today? I think one of the longest traditions in almost every culture is storytelling. And I think... Well, isn't that what we are doing as theatre makers and actors and writers and directors? We're, st- we're telling stories. So even though this is such, this is revolved around um, BIPOC stories and performers, which is, I'm so excited to, you know, we're so excited to show everyone. Um, telling stories is something that everyone can relate to. And I think that's, I think that's great. Yeah, if, if everyone's going to come to the show, they're going to see, like, a great story, but also be like, no, like, this is important because, like, what story do I want to tell now? With the rehearsal process, is it quite intense? The rehearsal process? Yeah, yeah, it's quite intense. Well, for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I have been enjoying it so much. I haven't trained in dance, but I love dancing and I just, you know, throw myself in the rehearsal process and I pick up the steps as best as I can and we're very much like this is the choreography let's stage it you learn your music now let's stage it like they're working pretty fast so we can detail a lot later down the track and I think that's that's kind of the way that I work as well Mm. in my own works so yeah yeah, it is it is pretty intense but all for the best and everyone in the room is incredible and they're you know just taking it all in and we're just making it happen. Definitely. And I think with some production shows as well, everyone's rehearsal process is different. So some might take longer than others. Some might be like, even with like once on this island, maybe it's a bit shorter and want to, yeah. So it's different for every show, but at the same time, it will be very rewarding at the end. Yes, yes. No, totally. I feel like everyone's like, we're becoming a little family already, like really quickly. And it's so nice. Like everyone was a stranger to me going into this process. But now I'm like, oh, no, I'm like talking to all of them. And, you know, I've got them on Facebook and Instagram and we're friends. (laughs) So that's been really nice. It's such a big difference to the other projects I've done. Like I've been working on Boys Taste Better with Nutella, um, my show with Caitlin Hill for over five years um and then I also did a production of Love and Information which was a theatre show at Metro Arts and that rehearsal process was one full year um so yeah you go from that to doing Once on this Island which is six weeks rehearsal and even that that's sometimes considered a like 
standard because I know some shows like have three weeks rehearsal and you're like what how do you do all that in three weeks what's going on we love stress (laughs) (laughs) way to answer that yes stress yes (laughs) and Red Bull (laughs) yeah (laughs) now you're talking before you didn't study dancing but you did study a bachelor of acting and performance can you talk us through your journey from say like when you were younger being in high school then going into this bachelor program to now working as a professional yeah um so when I was in maybe grade 10 I took up drama at high school and I was like oh what is this I was like what is this what do I need to do to continue doing this? What's going on? And then you like, obviously you you watch TV and you think, oh yeah, they're an actor, but you don't think that that career is really feasible. Um, but when I did drama, I was like, oh, maybe this is something that I could get into. Um, I did a musical um, in high school. We I did Sweeney Todd, um, which was fun. That was fun. And I was like, great, this is what I want to do. And so I started preparing myself to audition for all the big um, acting programs. And I auditioned for the con, actually. I, but I got um, really sick on the day. <gasps> like every, like, person's nightmare for, like, auditioning for an acting, like, acting school, musical theatre school, worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah, the worst, absolute worst. And I was crying so much. I was like, no, out of all days, I'm so sick. And then I was like, what am I going to do? I thought I wanted to do this musical theatre. This is everything I wanted to do. And I didn't know what to do from there. But I was like, okay, no, I'm going to focus myself, get singing lessons, take up acting classes, and so I can re-audition the next year. Great, that's awesome. So I decided to do a Diploma of Arts acting at the TAFE, um, which is how Chelsea and I know each other through. Hello. Um, <laughs> hello. <laughs> and then I took up singing lessons and then I did that for a whole year. But then at the TAFE, they were like, hey, we're actually making a partnership with the University of Canberra. We're turning this one-year Diploma of Acting into three-year bachelor. So if you wanted, you can stay with us and go into second year of the bachelor. And I was like, oh, oh, well, I actually have loved this course and I would love to stay. So I ended up staying and doing the full bachelor of acting and performance and um, kept up my singing lessons throughout all that. Um, and then I've been working as, you know, an actor and performance artist and I not saying musical theater was like tossed away but it was just always in the back of my mind and it's been kind of like full circle having being in a musical right now and learning from all these incredible people around me um yeah that's kind of like how I got into all this I love that you didn't let that one because I think a lot of people you know they they miss that one audition or they don't get into that one audition they throw the whole dream away Mm. I love that you persisted and it's it's paying off yeah, I, I, I'm a big advocate that if you work hard and you go with the flow, things will work out for you. And it'll definitely pay and off. Yes, definitely pay off. You don't have to be the best of the best. You you really don't. Otherwise, you'd get Meryl Streep in every production, you know. <laughs> and that, I'm not saying Meryl Streep's the best. I'm just using you as an example. <laughs> we love Meryl. We're pro-Meryl here. <laughs> yeah. We are pro-Meryl. Yes. Yes, pro-Meryl. Speaking, speaking of those kind of moments where you need to pick yourself up after a bit of, bit of a roadblock, have you ever had any, you know, like rejections that, 
like you know or from auditions or or that sort of thing that have felt awful that you've then had to step beyond or you just booked and blessed all the time like you are right now (laughs) no 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 no. I think my big first one this is an exclusive not an exclusive but people know this but it's not public knowledge really Mm -hmm. in 2011 I auditioned for X Factor and I got to the the stage, like the stage, not like the first rounds, but you, you're on TV and I sang a song and I forgot the lyrics oh, in, no. the, in the second verse, supposedly. Um, I didn't actually forget the lyrics. I just thought it was the bridge. So I sang the wrong lyrics, but it looked like we love, we love reality TV and their editing <laughs> skills. Anyway, um, so then the, the judges, one said yes, and the other two said no. So I didn't make it. And having that rejection on national t- TV, it was broadcast, mm. like, everywhere. Like, they made an ad about it. Oh, no. <laughs> They're like, will Peter, the youngest contestant in, in X Factor Australia in history, will he achieve his dream? They got me to vlog while I was, like, there, oh. over there. So, they made, so they, I made, like, backstage diaries. I did, like, interviews. It was a whole thing. They like built me up so much, for, and then I went on stage and then <laughs> didn't get oh, anything. Out of yeah. it. it was the I literally walked away so sad. I was like, I'm never performing again. I can't. Oh. That was so embarrassing. But you know, there's always the thing where you're like, you know, that's that's one time. Mm. That's one time where you could you weren't at your best or your your most potential. Um, you weren't performing at your best potential, but you just have to keep going. And there's, I can't emphasize that enough. You really just have to keep going because no one else is going to push you forward. Mm. You, you really have to want to do this. You have to want to write. You have to want to direct or act, dance, sing, do all of it. No one else is going to push you. And it's literally up to you at the end of the day. Regardless of how many people push you for it, you make the decisions of what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and that was, that's what I've really learned. And alongside that, I've also had many rejections through many auditions, you know, as I'm sure many artists out there have, but you just have to keep going and you have to keep working and holding yourself accountable to like put in the work as well. Now, Amazingly, you are in Once on This Island, which is oh so exciting. And it's with Altitude Theatre. So what shows would you love to see make their way to Brisbane? Because um, Once on This Island is a Broadway hit and it's now coming to Brisbane. Are there any shows that you would like to see in Vegas? And Double Barrel, what role would you like to have in the production? <gasps> yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) This is such a loaded question. Manifest it. Someone could be listening. (laughs) Someone, someone could be listening. Honestly, I'm just happy shows are even coming to Brisbane. I'm going to, this is not really me answering the question, but I love seeing productions in Brisbane, but also with Brisbane talent. Um, I think that's also really important. And that's something I really want to advocate for. I think, you know, you can have creatives coming in from overseas or interstate, like that's fine. But I think the majority of the team should be Brisbane artists, especially if you're doing theatre in Brisbane for Brisbane people. Mm. Um, I think that's really important to me. 
But on that note, maybe Dear Overhansen. Ooh, <laughs> that would be cool. I think that'd be a Why smash, not? smash hit with the school crowd as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. All the drama yes. teachers would be frothing it. Like, yeah, let's take him along. Let's get frothing. the bus. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. All right, here's your ticket. Come on, kids. Let's go. Oh, that's so exciting. Now, you did kind of roughly, um, roughly, is that even a word? Roughly. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it's roughly and briefly. And briefly. <laughs> at the yes. same time. I actually really like that, roughly. Now you've roughly, roughly. mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> now you've, I'm going to say, now you've roughly it's mentioned. A thing, it's a thing. Yeah. Boys taste better with Nutella. Mm-hmm. You kind of, yes. you kind of roughly mentioned it, but it was with short and sweet. Yes, yes. So, um, Caitlin Hill, who also went through um, the acting course at Southbank, um, she was my third year. I was her first year, and she came up to me at a party. She was pretty drunk. She was like, "I want to make a show with you," and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, this is a big honor. I'm a first year. You're a third year. You, you, we all know those imbalances in university yeah. degrees. This first and third years." Um, and I was really sh- shocked. And she goes, "Yeah, sh- I want to make something." And so Sean Sweet um, was coming up, and I knew that a few of the um, acting students and graduates from my course had already did it the previous year. So that's how I knew about it. And I messaged Caitlin. I said, "Hey." I'm still going to hold you accountable for what you said. And I want to do this show. She goes, oh, yes, of course. So we filled out an she application. She didn't remember. <laughs> she, I don't know. Like, she was like, oh, yeah, I guess. I guess we'll, we'll go with it. But, um, yeah, so we filled out an application, got through to the Brisbane Strand. Um, we did it. We got through the galas and then won a few awards. And it kind of, like, kicked off from there. The story originally, the 10 minute version was based around Caitlin's character, Aggie, and all her um, breakups with men wondering like, what's the common denominator? Is it me? Is it me? Am I the problem? Where it's like, no, it's just actually like the men you're choosing. Um, Spoiler, not a spoiler. Um, And then we got a development at the powerhouse through Sean Sweet. And then we developed it to be 40 minutes and we've um, made my character, Frederick, have a storyline as well. Because in the 10 minute version, Frederick was kind of like the other voice, just like helping Aggie through her thing. And then we made it 40 minutes, did it at the powerhouse. And then we extended it to 50 um, with Backyard Theatre Collective. And we toured it all around Australia and got a few awards along the way. I don't want to abruptly go over it. But um, (laughs) But you're like, but here's my trophy cabinet. Just, oh, just this way. (laughs) No, but um, we've been super stoked. Just like the feedback from all our friends and colleagues in the Brisbane industry that supported us to go to um, um, the fringes. We obviously had no money. <laughs> being artists and so we we're like how are we going to take the show to French we think it's a French show it's going to do so well there and Kristen Maloney the um the owner of Backyard Theatre Collective she put in a grant she got it and we were like oh my gosh what what is happening we got a grant this never happens to us and it was a, a match a dollar for dollar so then we opened up like a campaign where like whatever you donate we're going to get it matched so please donate and then we can and then we got all this money and then we yeah ended up touring it's when I say it's possible for everyone it's it's possible for everyone like anyone can do this 
like I said, just got to keep working and putting in the hard yards. I'm not going to Yeah, go. was there anything in, <laughs> was there anything like in that, like a part of Boise is Better with Nutella that you wanted to find out more about? Well, I could talk about it for ages. I've been working on this. Oh, let years. you go for it. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to know like the process of creating a new work because you've got quite a few works that you've like come from the ground up with. Like we've also got Gary, which we'll touch yes. on <laughs> later on. But I'd, I'd love to know if you have a process or a routine for creating something. Yes. Yeah. For I am a, a young performance artist, and I like to think I have some experience living as a human on this earth but in reality I am still quite young and so the only things that I can really write about or that I feel like I can have confidence in writing about are my experiences and that's where I always start is my experiences and I and I and I go from there like with Frederick I talk about how being um, feminine and a queer Asian how there's a lot of trouble in like the queer dating scene with that um and also being fat like that is or like not not fat but like just like not chubby and like not thin and so the struggles that I have with that that kind of influenced the character of Frederick and I wrote like a little another short and sweet piece called why am I like this which talks about the struggles of accepting your queerness um like not other people accepting you but you accepting you and then with Gary, oh, I don't even know what, <laughs> what personal experience, that's sci-fi, so that's a bit different. But um, I would always say that when starting to write something from the ground up, look at the challenges that you faced personally and that, you know, you want to share with other people because other people can relate to that too. A big thing about um, Frederick is that he suffers from an eating disorder. And so we that gets explored through Boys Taste Better with Nutella. And I think that, you know, talking about like these serious real issues that, you know, we all, like all of us have, you know, things we go through, it, that's a way that we can connect to audiences. And so that's, that, that would be my thing. Look at your own self. Is there anything that you are able to talk about or want to talk about and be vulnerable and share that? I think that's, that's really important. Bless your heart. So with Boys Taste Better with Nutella and um, things like Gary and that, it's all like producing your own work and that. So what would be your, and as an actor yourself, what would be your main piece of advice? I would say throw yourself into the deep end and put in that application and hold yourself accountable. Um, when I did Gary the first time, I did not finish writing it two weeks before I went on. Like it was unfinished. And when I tell you the stress and the panic <laughs> that came through was very real, but I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to finish this. I'm going to do it and I'm going to make it work. And I also have to put in a disclaimer that not everything you do will be great. <laughs> you know, things will probably be bad. You know, mm. you have to learn to fail before you can succeed. And I've been, I would, yeah, I think just throwing yourself into the deep end and just putting in the work and doing it, whether it's good or not, it's going to really help build you a good foundation for creating works later down the track. When the first draft of Nutella, the 40 minute version was pretty rough, <laughs> was really rough. 
but we kept working on it. So I, like I said, anyone can do this. You just got to put in the work. Mm. So yeah. Did that answer your question? I f- f- totally forgot the question. Definitely did. Spot on. Thought, yeah. You know, what, <laughs> you know what you're saying. <laughs> I think it's time sort for, of. for a game now though. <gasps> you up for a game? Yes. I'm so down for a game. <laughs> so the title of this game is <clears throat> Peter Wood or Peter Would Not. I love your titles. I actually love them. (laughs) I did sit there for a bit thinking, what's the right title here? (laughs) Basically, we're going to ask you if you would or would not pursue the following creative endeavours. So if it's something that you would participate in, Peter would. If it's something that you'd give a miss, Peter would not. I love it. I'm so down. I'm so down. Side note, you could also, if you ever wanted to do merch, you could do like a shirt that said like Peter would not. (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a future you think but just oh, keep that that's a good idea like, oh, I'll give you 10% I'll give you 10% oh, I'm like the Chris Jenner of the merch world You're doing great cleaning <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love oh this. dearie me oh my gosh so our first one <clears throat> an underwater production of Gary thereby combining the three is it states of matter solid liquid and gas in one show Peter Wood you Peter would? <laughs> Peter would, yeah. How would you make it? Would 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 you be in a tank and the audience are dry, or is everyone like in a scuba oxygen situation? Well, like those aquariums where you where you walk into the little aquarium, you go <gasps> down the stairs, yes. like in SeaWorld. That's exactly what I imagined. Ooh. I think I would be like underwater inside, like underneath an aquarium, but I'd like start the show inside the water in a snorkel. And I'll do a song in there. Maybe I'll have to limp sick it, I guess. And then like, and then get out. And then like, everyone will see me get out with my flippers and like, come all the, all the way down. Hey, everyone, welcome. <laughs> get like a little towel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little towel. They're my yes. favourite. Oh, good. So Peter Wood? Peter Wood. Peter Wood. Hooray. Oh. But I don't know if if Josh Lyons would. <laughs> Josh, we can keep him dry. We'll keep him in the <laughs> yeah the glass. He's he's separate. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh golly gosh. Oh. Do you want to do the next one? Do you want me to? Yeah. Okay. So the second one. One on this island. A one-person production of Once on This Island, starring Peter Wood as all characters. <laughs> <laughs> Peter wouldn't. Peter wouldn't. He wouldn't. Why? No, Peter wouldn't. Peter's terrified. <laughs> Poor Peter. We believe in Peter. I believe. Oh, look, I believe in Peter, but <laughs> I don't think Peter can do it. Full stop. I think that's okay. Literally, this whole episode, I'm preaching. If you work hard, you can do it. Anyone can do it. Me just now. No, nah, I can't. Sorry. I just can't. So it's like, it's like Peter would if he could, but Peter chooses not to. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Peter would if he could, if he had maybe three years development. And then, but yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of characters too. I think it's a lot. There are so many characters. Holy moly. You just have to do like an accessory for each character. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Beanie. <laughs> I don't think there is a beanie there. <laughs> someone, could, someone could wear a beanie. Someone, hey, hey. Put, a beanie, put a beanie on someone. <laughs> now, <laughs> the, I'm excited for this one. Do you want to say it? Up to you. No, no. You do the honors. You do the honors. Okay. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the spin off of 
boys taste better with Nutella. We have girls taste better with Coles home brand hazelnut spread. <laughs> Peter Wood. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Peter Wood. I think that'd be so good. I would love that, actually. That's so good. We we even considered, because, you know, we didn't tell Nestle we had the word Nutella in yeah. our oh. show. We didn't tell Nestle. So don't write a cease and desist. But we thought, like, if we had to change it, would it be chocolate spread or Natino? Like, we were, like, <laughs> actually considering. Natino! <laughs> <laughs> Boys who spread with Natino, it just doesn't. <laughs> it sounds a little bit innuendo-y. Natino. Yes. A little bit sus. Yes. Ooh, like, what's this Natino? Ooh, weird. Well, you know, home brand hazelnut spread. Have you had that before? <laughs> I haven't. I honestly, I Googled Nutella substitute. Oh. And I was like, there we go. That's wordy. That works. <gasps> Love you, Coles. Oh, my gosh. Do you want to know a secret? Yes. yes. I'm allergic to Nutella. No. What? So. Yeah. So what yeah. you're using in the show is not the actual Nutella. We never use Nutella in the actual show. It's actually Sweet Williams sugar-free, vegan, happiness-free chocolate spread. Mind blown. <laughs> that's a scoop. We don't, normally get, we don't really do scoops here, but that's a scoop. Expose. <laughs> it's a scoop. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, so you're allergic to Nutella. Unless you're, like, a close friend. Yeah, if you're a close friend, like, people know that I'm allergic to nuts. And I was like, wait, Caitlin, stop. Wait, I'm actually allergic. She was like, what? You're allergic to Nutella? We're doing a show about <laughs> Nutella. And I was like, yeah, I thought we were just going to use a chocolate substitute. She goes, oh, okay. And so we had to, we found it. Sweet Williams, it's so tricky to find, but we found out this like random Coles at New Farm or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you, Coles at New Farm. Shout out to Coles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow. That's interesting though. That's very a nut allergy. Have you always been allergic to nuts? Yes, my whole life. It started when I ate a peanut butter on toast as like when I was two years old. Uh-oh. Went red and puffy. I'm not anaphylactic Ooh. though. That's really weird. Mm. I just have a very severe a, a severe allergic reaction to it every time I have it. Um, I almost had an, 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 a reaction last night. I bought some chocolate for Easter mm-hmm. and then I took a bite and I was like, oh, this tastes weird. Looked at the bag. It says almonds. And then <gasps> I spit it out. I was like, no, I bought oh. two blocks. What a waste. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank goodness you're okay. Yeah, thank goodness you're alive. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. I, the allergy's slowly getting, not not what's the word? Not better or worse. It's dying down as I get older mm-hmm. yeah so it's 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 not as bad but it's still pretty bad well hopefully by the time girls taste better with home brand Coles hazelnut Nutella Coles, blah, blah 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 hopefully it's faded enough by then that you don't have to go to the yes. stress of being like oh we had it it's, it's out of stock we've got to go to another Coles ah. mm, yeah. I actually bought this um Cadbury released a caramello spread oh and I found it at an, at an Easy Mart, which is like this little convenience store in the city. And I was like, this is so good. I'm, I'm going to love this. I bought it, took it home, read the ingredients. There's no nuts on it. Uh-huh. But obviously every chocolate thing has like may contain traces of nuts. Mm. And so I had some and I was like, oh no, this has, this definitely contains traces of nuts. But it was so good. I just ate it. That looks delicious. That looks so, Chelsea just got a photo of it up. That looks so yum. <laughs> that one? 
Oh, it's the best. It's the best <gasps> oh, thing ever. Curse those nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh. What a groovy game. Thank you for taking part in this fabulous game of Peter Wood or Peter Wood not. <laughs> No, thank you. I might just steal it and play with it with my friends. I might do it in Gary tonight. Why not? Ooh, let's see. Someone asks you to do something. Peter would not. Oh, Peter, no. <laughs> hey, Peter, can you do this, please? Mm, Peter would, would not. not. <laughs> Sorry. I love Sorry. that. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Just because you are a, a, what do you call it, booked and busy. Booked and busy. Where can people follow you and your um, creative journey and what people want to get in the loop of what you're doing. Yes, people can find me on Instagram at Peter Wood. Yep, that's nice and simple. You can find me on there. Um, I'm easily reachable. So mm-hmm. we can chat, we can be friends. You can see what I'm up to. Yeah. I don't think, I don't post too much, so I won't clog up your feed or anything. So yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> I feel like that's such a considerate, like, you're like, I won't clog up your feed. I just here and there. <laughs> Here's the thing I've got going on. Mm. The best kind of people to follow. And people can also follow you on Once on This Island with Altitude Theatre. Woo-woo. Yes. We have performances coming up um, in late April um, and early May. So head on over to um, Altitude's Facebook page and website to find more tickets for Once on This Island. Wow! How exciting. So exciting. Righty. Well, it's time for our final, final question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at Playhouse slash also Theatre House, the mother company, we're like the home of theatre, right? Home house, et cetera, et cetera. So we wanted mm. to know where home is for you. Some people say like it's on this specific stage. Some people say it's at their actual home. We've but got some pretty good answers actually. Like you've got those common ones saying, yeah, yeah. the theatre or the home, but you've got some really cool like interesting ones. So where's home for you? Yeah. Don't give us your address. <laughs> <laughs> um, home for me is is definitely where my community is. And whether that's my community of friends, my community of colleagues in the industry or my family, wherever wherever they are, I will feel at home. And whether that's literally at home or on stage, Mm -hmm. um, that's that's where I find my happy place and my peace. Yeah, that's 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 my home. (laughs) This is also my home with you guys. Thank you. That was a beautiful answer. (laughs) Oh, well. We love speaking to you, Peter, and we cannot wait for your amazing performance in Once on This Island with Altitude Theatre at La Boite. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure being here. Um, I hope I can feature on another episode maybe in a little time soon. Ooh. We'd love to have you back. We, we, we probably should do, like, what do you call it? Um, What do you call it? A catch-up. Catch-ups, yeah. yeah. Little cheeky bonus episodes to have little guests coming back. Oh, yeah. ooh, ooh. Well, yeah. well ooh. Let's, let's have a meeting. Let's figure it out. Yes, little cheeky <laughs> meeting. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Peter, you're an absolute gem and thank you so much for coming on to this podcast. Absolute no, legend. Thank you, thank you. Now, our first Playhouse pick is a bit of a different one. It's, it's Peter. Peter's <laughs> our Playhouse pick. He's got two He's different a- shows coming up. Uh, and we're yes. going to recommend both of them because Peter is a delight and we would love 
for you guys to support our roomies. So first show, I'll I'll talk about this one, Chels. Our first Playhouse pick is, of course, Gary at the Anywhere Festival. Another thing to love about the Anywhere Festival is that we get to travel to a lot of different cool places and Peter Wood is taking this amazing show to the Heisenberg House in Ipswich for one night only, 16th of May. Exciting. And what's his other show, Chels? I mean, it's the one that we've been talking about on the oh, interview. Yes? It is Once on This Island, which will be happening at the Le Bois Theatre from the 28th of April to the 8th of May. Now, tickets are available, so grab a ticket and support our like, cheeky little Peter Wood there. I said cheeky little Peter Wood there. <laughs> but no. It's his new little <laughs> yeah. prefix before his name. But yeah, and also support um, the fabulous Brie language as well. Well, I was going to say, a bit, bit off script here, but um, if you liked listening to our interview with Peter Wood, today go check out our very first episode with Peter with with Peter <laughs> go check out our very first episode with Brie Langridge she is the mm. director choreographer of Once on this Island and we've also recently spoken to Josh Lyons who is also involved with Gary so if you like listening to Peter you might like those two as well we're getting those connections going through we can like, make like a map of roomies <gasps> like a roomie map like a family tree like a family tree oh my god cute <laughs> love that for us what N- else has happened in Chels now can you ever go wrong with a bit of classic Shakespeare? No, you can't. I love Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was straight and quick. I like that. Straight to the point. No jokes there. <laughs> oh Well, Queensland Theatre Company's next production is a 20th century retelling of The Taming of the Shrew from the 8th of May to the 5th of June. I'm going to keep this one. Grab the microphone. I'm going to grab this one and I'll keep it. Uh, the summary a bit simple. Welcome to the 1920s Italy. Two sisters. One wants to marry, one doesn't. What could possibly go wrong? Just think, 10 things I hate about you. It's that one. So, QTC says this may not be the shrew you were expecting, but it will be an irresistible night in the theatre filled with glamour, romance, song and laughter. And a plane. Oh, I like planes. You like planes? I like planes. They make them go zoom. <laughs> Terry uh, B. Now, Chels, mm-hmm. you're going to love this next one. Yes. The concept is everything. So I think you've okay. got a Charles Dickens murder mystery. Yes. But it's also a musical. Oh, okay. Now um, imagine the audience. Yeah. <laughs> they vote on who the murderer is every night. What? So, so every night the show has a different ending and the cast won't <gasps> know about it until oh, like, it's go time. Oh, that's cool. Right? So, interactive theatre, baby. That's where it's at. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now, we are, of course, talking about the Phoenix Ensemble. They are bringing to life and also taking from life, brackets murder, (laughs) the mystery of Edwin Drood. It opens on the 7th, closes on the 29th of May. So, definitely worth cheeky trip to Beanley. Go to the KFC, cross the road, grab some dinner, head in and watch the show in the showgrounds. Yeah, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hello. Get a frozen Mountain (laughs) Dew. Why not? Love that. But yes, our final Playhouse pick is up at Noosa Arts Theatre from the 20th of May to the 29th. Oh my God, the 29th of May is my birthday. (laughs) Girl, meant to be. Girl. Yeah, May 20th to the 29th for their One Act Play Festival. Since 1978, they've been running the National One Act Playwriting Competition with the $5,000 Nemo Prize for Best Play. The final three plays are The Truth About Camping, written by Gavin Critchell, which tells the story of a classic camping trip where mum is hell-bent on making sure they have fun. Capital letters. Fun. Then the next one. Fun. 
<laughs> the next one is Embers, written by Natalie Burns. A reporter is returning home to broadcast the horrendous fires and encountering strained family relationships in the process. And the next one... Carol's Christmas, written by Richard Harris. A family gathers for Christmas in a remote rural seaside town in Australia, but what long-held secrets emerge as they wait for Carol's arrival? Dun-dun. Now, these shows all look amazing and they've got us itching to perform again. If, like us, you can't wait to get back on stage, sweet, sweet, sweet roomies, (laughs) you belong on the stage. We can't wait to see you there. We have got you covered. Yeah. Theatre House lists a whole plethora. A whole. That's a big word. Thank you. I've never heard of that before. Plethora. Like it's it's like a collection, like a bunch, like a lot. Man, you know a lot, Miss Edwards. I don't know. (laughs) It's all a facade. (laughs) (laughs) Theatre House lists heaps. I'll I'll stick with heaps. Of upcoming auditions on their website. It's a perfect spot for all actors to see what's happening and how they can get amongst the action. So what you want to do theaterhouse.com h-a-u-s click on the auditions link and all the info that we have is there and side note if you're a theater company if you want us to advertise that audition for you Mm. just get in contact what you want to do email hello at theaterhouse.com or there's like a submission portal on the website if you're if you're a tech enthusiast such as chelsea and i because we're that smart at being tech. <laughs> yes. One day. One day. Um, we'd, love to, we'd love to advertise that production mm-hmm. for you. So get in contact. Reach out. Anything and everything. I know. I know. Oh, it's so hard not to say. What a fun interview. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? Because we always have so much fun in here. It's always so much fun listening to the guests and talking to them. 100%. So much fun. Legendary. Peter, Peter Wood and Peter Wood not. Oh my god! I give you. I have to give you so much credit when it comes to figuring out the names of. (laughs) of Flattered me too much. Picking the names out for these games, I'm like, she knows what she's doing. (laughs) I honestly, I just like look at all the words that are involved with this person. So, like, if you know they're doing a show or or Mm. you know their name, I just look at it and like something will come to me. (laughs) Yeah, like I like the one um you did from scene fifteen with Tim and Dennett. It was Arena Spectacular. Oh, or Spectacular. <laughs> I love it. Oh, now, thank you. As we head off to, we'll say goodbye, first of all, <laughs> we want to give out another hint. hint. Oh, for next week's. Yeah, should we? Should we? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, it involves, let's say, kind of, mm, think of alcohol. And Oscar Wilde. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say like, um, how did you react when you heard oh. about who we're talking to next week? I was pretty excited. I was That's, like, these are cool people. Yeah. I'm gonna act really curious. Like, act, act. So you're gonna act before you react. Ooh. Oh, that might have been a bit too big of a hint ooh. there. But that's a hint. We've got two hints, really, yeah. That's a really juicy, juicy hint. It's really juicy. That's like a whole like subway of hints. It's really juicy. A lot of ingredients to that hint. Really juicy with lots of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, let's wrap up this episode. <laughs> Everyone's getting so annoyed at us, but yeah. I was talking about drinking. Anyway, um, 
<laughs> but yeah, absolute legend today having Peter on the show and we cannot wait for next week's episode. Absolutely. Alrighty, we're going to say goodbye now, Brooke. Bye, Rumi. Bye, Rumi. Bye. And see. Are you sick of podcasts about space that are so overproduced that every sound is curated to inspire? This is not that podcast. My name's Annie Hanma and I'm a PhD student at the University of Sydney in the School of History and Philosophy of Science. I record interesting conversations with people working in the most niche areas of space activities. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. I'm talking space law, space security, space archaeology, space espionage, and a whole lot more. Do I carefully edit and add beautiful music and sound effects? <coughs> no, I've got a PhD to write, and you're an adult. One time I recorded a podcast about space warfare in a hut on an airfield during a flight show of military aircraft. It is nigh on unlistable, but my goodness, is it an experience. This is the podcast for people who want to learn something new and want quality, authentic content. Search for Space Junk Podcast in your podcast app and look for the purple logo. Oh, that's not kind of productions podcast.